everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Categorically Romance podcast. My name is Sarah, and also here we have Bree. Say hi, Bree. Hi. Hey, everybody. I'm Bree. <laughs> we did. You're gonna have to bear with us. We're this is you know our first time doing this, but uh, I think we can make it work. <laughs> we can make it work. I mean, how long have we talked to our cameras? <laughs> Right? Yeah, both of us are are well-versed in uh, YouTube, uh, you know, culture, so this is not our first rodeo, let's put it that way. (laughs) So yeah, so for episode one, we decided to put our own spin on a tag that we kind of created together anyway, once upon a time, the get to know the romance reader tag, but being so we're talking about category romance here, we gave a category romance spin on it. <laughs> yes. But okay, before we get into the questions, right? So we're recording this Monday, March 15th. What mm-hmm. are you currently reading, Sarah? Oh, yes. Good question. So I am currently actually reading a category romance, um, a very old from the 1980s Heather Graham book called A Matter of Circumstance. It's part of a duology, like a, an anthology that they put out recently, but it's an old old um uh novel um i shouldn't say old old it's from the 80s it makes me sound really old <laughs> me too i was born in the 80s <laughs> oh shush <laughs> you're a youngin god and but, i'm um, like i feel like such the 80s baby i'm like i feel like i dress like my mom the older i get <laughs> i dress like my mom did as a teenager in the 80s and i'm no shame about it <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> But yeah, and you it's love Heather Graham. Originally, sorry? You love Heather Graham. I do. I am a huge, huge fan of Heather Graham. I have been for many, many years. But yeah, this one was one that was originally published under the Silhouette um, uh, Intimate Moments banner or, or imprint or whatever you want to call it. We're going to be using those terms interchangeably, by the way. <laughs> Series, imprint, you know, it's it's we can't seem to get a clear definition of exactly what they consider the lines to be. Right. But it is now the Harlequin romantic suspense line Okay, back in the day. Yeah. So that's what I am currently reading. What about you, Brie? So I'm also reading a silhouette. I'm reading a silhouette nocturne, uh, The Seeker by Lindsay McKenna. And it's mm-hmm. book one in the Time Raiders series. So I am loving it. It's got a lot of history in it so far. And you know I love time travel. And I think all of the books in the series were written by women military veterans. So, I mean, super special place in my heart. I'm like, oh my gosh, all of these women served in the military too. And then they got out and wrote romance. And it's just, it's so good so far. So I'm loving it. Lindsay McKenna is great. I think I was telling you that a few days ago, that if you want that military strong female lead you need a Lindsay McKenna she is fantastic yeah. I've been on Goodreads ever since you told me that and I'm like oh god like just want to read want to read want to read, read. Want to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all right are you ready for question I am one? ready let's Hit do me. this okay what is your category romance origin story and we're gonna do an entire episode right kind of like breaking down what category romance is talking about our favorite lines and stuff like that. So bear with us, listeners, AKA our moms. Okay. What's your category romance origin story? So mine is in a way it's a little bit similar to, I think a lot of people's, a lot of people will turn around and say, Oh, my mom read them or my grandmother read them or, you know, whatever my aunt read them. 
And I remember seeing them around her house all the time. The old school presents novels and anyone who is familiar with them, they are the iconic white covers with the circle, with the picture in the middle. Those were the presents. And I remember being a kid going, you know, whatever. And then when I was in my very early twenties, I remember distinctly, we were going away on vacation to the cottage for a week. We stopped at like a pharmacy or something like that. And I saw a Harlequin duets novel. Like I was looking through the, the rack of paperbacks and I picked it up because the cover jumped out at me because it was a drawn cartoony cover. Yeah. And it was called Heaven Sent and Shotgun Nanny. And I cannot remember the authors. Oh, that's so Darlene Gardner and somebody else. But the duets line was great. They were romantic comedies. So you got two books in one. And I thought, oh, this is great. This will take me for the week to read it. And then the next thing I know, I had finished it in like a day. And I'm like, all right, I need to go into town because I need to buy more. <laughs> and I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked after that point. I wanted to read all the different lines. I wanted to check out all the different authors. And I just absolutely loved them. I love that. I called some of those because of you. <laughs> Shout they out to eBay. So... Oh, God, yes. Hello. eBay and thrift books are like my best friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> For these. So I actually discovered it because of you. So for anyone that's unfamiliar on YouTube, there's a whole community of book reviewers and it's huge at this point, right? Or at least to us, it feels huge. And so I discovered it in 2014. I discovered the first romance reader, like what I consider the first, like two years into watching it, which was Jessica from the channel Pete's Love Books. She still makes videos. And then I discovered you, I think like a year after I found her. And on both instances, it felt like I discovered the community all over again. And like that excitement of something new. So when I found her, it was like, oh my gosh, she's talking about romance. Nobody else is talking about this. And then when I found you, it was like, oh my gosh, she's talking about romance too, but like totally different romances from what I've been watching with this other channel. And I was like, she's talking about Harlequin. And you know what? Like, I know Harlequin has always been around, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I also hadn't read romance until 2017. So now I know they're everywhere, but like hearing you talk about it, talk about them and then like going out to the store, I'm like, I've probably been around these my entire life and never even noticed them. So yeah, I found your channel. We were talking about some of the same books. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I just read my first Maisie Yates and like Sarah's talking about Maisie Yates. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, really my venture into category romance was because of you. So yes. Oh, <laughs> okay. Next question. If you could be the heroine in a category romance, what line would it be in? And what's one trope you would insist be in the story? I love like, I have some very, very favorites, but right now of the ones that are currently being published, I love the special edition line. Um, I just love the home and family aspect of them. I think that they are just more everyday people kind of situations, which I really like. I am a big fan of just the straight up contemporary romance. But as for a trope, um, I know I'm a big fan of second chance, although I wouldn't personally want my own second chance unless (laughs) some of my exes, there's a reason they're exes. Let's put it that way. (laughs) But for trope, that is one of my favorites. So, you know, yeah, I would definitely say the special edition and a second, second chance romance. Okay. So I think 
I would like, I would love to be in, okay, hear me out here. So romantic suspense, shockingly, because it's probably like my least read, but I'd want to be in the Shivers miniseries and like Jana DeLeon, I think it's Jana, it might be Jana. I want her to write it, like put me in that like really atmospheric, like Louisiana swamp setting and Gothic. give me a childhood friends to lovers <laughs> romance. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I loved those books, that series that she did. They so. were so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's one category romance you've read so far this year that you think more people should read? Oh, put me on the spot. Now I'm trying to think. Oh, easy. The, the first book by Katie Richards. Yes, um, that's what I have. What is it called? <laughs> oh my gosh, of the I'm truth. now. Hmm? Pursuit of the Truth. Pursuit of the Truth. Thank you, Brie. Uh, that book, I that was my first five-star read of 2021. That book was yeah. so good. And she is a local Canadian author. Well, local to me. She, we can both claim her because she was born in the U.S. and moved to Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little piece of her, okay? But she's up there, there with go. you there, now. There. <laughs> but I mean, that book was just action-packed right from the beginning. It was so good. Really, really highly recommend to everybody. Yeah, and I mean, I don't read a lot of romantic suspense. But when I finished that book, I was like, if anybody came to me and was like, how do you write a, a believable romantic suspense? I would hand them this book, you know, it, she only has like so much page time to work with. And she like strategically took advantage of every single page. It felt like, Absolutely. like everything mattered from like the time the story began to the ending. Like she wasted no time. Yeah. And Absolutely. for any, for everyone listening, our moms, um, Sarah's very stingy with five star reads. So oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't Sarah does not get out five stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is there a category line you'd like to read more from this year? Oh, gosh. Um, you know what? I, I, I said presents earlier, and I think I'd like to try more of them. They are not my favorite. They're not generally the ones I go for. Even when I'm at the thrift store, I tend to bypass them. I okay. just, I guess I still have that image in my head. That they, these are the ones my aunt read. You know, like, okay. these are like... And I think that's a problem a lot of people have with categories. Like, oh, my mother reads those. You know, I'm not going to like those. So I want to read more of them. I've got a bunch on my shelf. So that's my goal this year is to get through more of those. More of the, like the older ones you've been hauling or? The older ones, the newer ones, just the presents line in general. I mean, they are, I think, the shortest of all of the lines in terms of page count. They come in under 200 pages. And I know a lot of people would even consider that to be a novella. So they're not long, but... They just tend to deal a lot with stuff that I don't generally, secret babies is a huge thing, which I'm not a fan of generally. You know, like the whole boss and secretary trope. That's another big one, you know? Those are yeah. ones I don't generally go towards, but I'd like to give more of them a try now that I'm older. Maybe I'll like them more. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, pregnant heroines on the covers of those books. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but they always have like these pretty backgrounds like is location a big deal in those i haven't read too many those are all very they're foreign they're i don't think any of them really take place in the u.s they're all in these foreign exotic locations sometimes countries that aren't even real but you know what i mean like yeah that very fantastical romance element that we're all that we all associate with romance i think so like i said i hauled 
a box of like 24 duets after <laughs> you introduced me to those. So I definitely want to read some of those. I mean, I have like, I think two by Jill Shalvis in the lot, which is a favorite yes. author of ours. Yep. Um, and so between the duets and of course, like the dare lines ending. So I'm trying to like haul as many of those as I can on ebook, but it gets pretty expensive after a while. I'm just hoping that Mills and Boone put on like a wonderful sale. Yes. <laughs> before it ends. Yes. And I can actually yes. order some from overseas, but like the shipping is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. The next one, who is one of your auto-buy category romance authors? Well, I just said Heather Graham, even though she writes outside of category now, um, she still does write quite a bit uh, for the intrigue line, um, romantic suspense. Maisie Yates writes for the Dara line. I mean, those are autobi authors for me, regardless of their category or not. But for category itself, just sticking with that, if I see um, Terry Wilson come up or Michelle Major come up or a new Marie Farinella, those are favorites of mine, and all of them, I believe, write for the special edition line. Plus, they dip their toes elsewhere. Oh, and Tara Taylor Quinn, she's another auto buy for me. I have a ton of them just because I've been reading them for so long. Yeah, I've, I read my first Terry Wilson last year, but it was under Hallmark. And mm -hmm. so when I started seeing her category romances, I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is my Terry. <laughs> and we live in the same city so I'm just like hoping one day I'll like bump into her at Target or something <laughs> so, exactly <laughs> I love if, if Naima Simone puts something out I'm gonna buy it I mean mm -hmm. even if like I can't get to it right then and there she's just become an author that I'm gonna go buy her stuff Reese Ryan's another one I've I'm like slowly I've read I think three Nadine Gonzalez's so far this year. Yep. So trying to look for more of her backlist. And then she's an author that, you know, I'm kind of keeping my eye out for whatever she has mm -hmm. next because, oh my goodness, I read her Scandal in the VIP suite last month, yes. I believe. And I was like, this is just transporting me to Miami. <laughs> like, this is where I need to be. <laughs> okay. How do you typically find recommendations for your next read? Your next category. So I, next category, I spend way too much time than is, you know, probably healthy over on NetGalley. <laughs> and, and healthy for my Kindle, I mean. Um, so I do see a lot of the new stuff coming out there, but I am big on looking at the Harlequin website. Like, to, to be real, they are fantastic. They, um, they have a, a section that says upcoming books, which, like, shows you the next three months worth of titles coming out. So... You might not be able to click on the link to go view the book, but at least you can get the title and the author. So at least you can know like, oh, like you said, there's a, there's a new Nadine Gonzalez out. I want to keep that one in mind. Or there's a new Terry Wilson out or whatever the case may be. So that's where I tend to go. Also, Amazon, surprisingly, I know Big Bad Amazon, a lot of people don't like it. I'm not here to get into that controversy. But they are really good for having um, uh, a coming soon area, like an upcoming books. And you can find a lot of stuff on there as well. Okay. Yeah, I actually, I think I get a lot of my recommendations on Instagram now just because okay. I follow a lot of the authors. And so, you know, they'll post their stuff. They support each other. So yep. it's really easy to keep up with like what's coming out just from following them. And True. yeah, I took your advice. I'm like constantly on the, the Harlequin website and I need to stay off of there because... <laughs> 
had to every Friday to those sales. My goodness, I know. <laughs> I just I need know, to like put dangerous. stock in the romance line because that's the line that I actually buy physically the most. <laughs> um, and I think we got to plug like the Harlequin Book Junkie. Her Hello? her blog. I mean, <laughs> if I need For a recommendation sure. or I'm not sure, like I go over there. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. What is an upcoming title that you're excited for? Oh my goodness. Oh, there's a lot coming out. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I guess I'm in that phase right now where I'm like, I'm just waiting for all the summer books to start coming out. All the yeah. ones that are going to be like those very beachy summery reads. I just pulled one the other day um, that I got on one of the Friday sales. But the Harlequin website, I think they're changing it now, but they release their books a month earlier than they would be released to Amazon or the big box stores. Yeah, I love so that. So I got one that actually is an <laughs> April release and it's the new Terry Wilson and it's called White Picket Fences. And it just oh, sounds, yes. it's a neighbor story and it sounds so cute. Yeah. So cute. So I cannot wait to read that one. See, and I love it because like I used to feel like the fall was my favorite reading season. But I think each season has its own thing reading wise that makes it fun. Like there's just something so fun about spring and summer romances, you know? Yes. So yeah. Keeping up with Harlequin, keeping up with the lines, like there's just something to help you get into and appreciate every season. I think. It's true. And it, and, I, and I think both of us are just already, it's only March chomping at the bit for what's coming out for Christmas. <laughs> We love Christmas around here. That's right. Yeah, we do. We have a lot of Christmas romance left. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so mine, I mean, there's multiple, but Give Me More by A.C. Arthur comes out May 1st. And I think that's going to be her last book for the D.A.R.E. line. I don't know okay. when D.A.R.E. ends specifically, but I'm assuming summertime, maybe? June or July is what I heard. Okay. And I'm very upset. I don't know whose door I need to knock on. I know. I know. <laughs> I feel you. So, okay. What is one misconception about category romance that you would like to lay to rest? These are not your mother's romances. <laughs> <laughs> they can be. They can Shout be. out to our moms. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that moms can't read them, but I think for those of us who grew up or who, because as you said earlier, there's something that's always been there. You've always seen them. And typically yeah. nine times out of 10, it's like, oh, those are the books my mom reads, my grandmother reads. And, you know, yes, maybe some of the older ones did not age as well, but the newer ones deal with like online dating and, you know, uh, the, the, um, the romantic suspense ones deal a lot with cyber intrigue and stuff like that. So these, these have the, the cool thing about them is that you can really see the progression in our own world throughout these books because they age along with us in a right. way, if that makes sense. Right. Kind of like, like a time piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really and a couple of years ago when I turned the big bad 40 and I did the 40 years of Harlequin project and I read a book published every year from 79. It was an eye opener to see how I loved that changed, series, how, you know, things that are were written in the older books you would never get away with now. You know, but if you pick up the old ones, they are a great time capsule, but read them for what they are, not against today's standards. That's just my one opinion on that. Yeah. And I mean, what does that misconception even mean? Like mom, like I've seen some people call it mom, Rom. What does yeah. that mean? I mean, 
what does that mean? Are, you assume that like the characters are going to be older and they're not going to be relatable. I don't really know what that I means. I wonder if it, um, if it has to do with adult or sexual content. Like they, they, people just assume because my mother read these, they're not quote unquote dirty or they're not sexy enough. Right. I, when in reality, pick up a dare novel, pick up a desire novel, pick up a presents novel. You will be sadly mistaken. Like, you, you know, like it's, I, but I think maybe that's the connotation that they're not sexy enough. Okay. Our moms read yeah. Them. I, but I think you would be surprised what your mom reads. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, I'm like, what, when I hear that, I'm like, what are, what do we mean by that? You know, yeah. I yeah. just, I don't see it and I really can't find anybody to explain it to me, but yet it's a term that you hear all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that just one thing that I don't think it's necessarily a misconception, but something that just bothers me is just now that I know these books and I read these books and I, I love supporting the authors. It's just, I think of how many women pick these books up because they could afford them and they were so easy to get their hands on. Like I will yes. admit I, if I see a Harlequin at the grocery store at the Walmart mm -hmm. and it's one that I want, I'm going to get it. I am yeah. like, <laughs> you know, and you know, like hearing stuff like, oh, you know, they're the size that they are because they used to, they fit in women's purses. I'm like, yes, that's how I sneak mine in the house. That's right. I don't <laughs> so My husband doesn't know I'm buying books at the grocery stores. I put them in my purse, you know? That's right. So I, I just feel like they catch a lot of slack. And I'm just, I think for me as a woman now, I'm like, mm -hmm. when I don't have a lot of money, but I really want to read these books, they are affordable and they're mm -hmm. really easy for me to track down, you know, Absolutely. and I just, I think that anything that we as women love can be so easily dismissed by, you know, society from other women a lot of times. Oh, but yeah. I just, I think that if you look at it from that standpoint of like financially and how easy they have been to get, you know, even at the library, I oh, just think sure. that they brought women a lot of joy and mm -hmm. I just don't really always like if it's not if you've read one and it's not your thing that's one thing but to like easily dismiss it as like not it's not going to be good because it's cheap yeah and you can get it in the grocery store checkout aisle it's like you are missing out on some really amazing stories oh for sure for sure and it's just yeah and again I think part of it too I've talked about this before is that it's the throwaway aspect of it I think because the titles are put on the shelf for a month and then they're gone so I think a lot of people think, well, how good are they if they're just only have a publication run of a, of a single month, but yet they're available on Kindle or your, your ebook of choice until the publisher's rights run out. So I think that's part of it too, from back in the day that, you know, these were throwaway dime store type books as well. Yeah. yeah. Which line do you miss? Blaze, 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 blaze all day long. <laughs> yeah. I miss the blaze line. I was legit, and I understand where your anger is coming from over the Dare line, because that's exactly how I felt when I found out Blaze was going. I love that line. It was just this side of naughty enough for me, because I am not huge into the sexual content, but it they were fun and flirty, and they had average everyday characters, you know, construction workers, and things like, I, I love those books. And 
I am doing my best to try and collect the entire backlist of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> Anytime I see them in a thrift store, I'm like, yoink. <laughs> Gotta get it. <laughs> Gotta get it. Gotta get it. <laughs> Which is, you know, I think, and you'll, you'll know more about this than I do, but like, I think timing is a big thing with romance. And I yeah. just look at right now, like what all, like what our friends read, what we're seeing people enjoy online and stuff. It's like, why isn't this line out right now? Because people would love it, you know, Absolutely. knowing that Dare's going away. I'm like, I see all of the books that our friends that are like huge into Kindle Unlimited and stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. they would eat these up. Like, why is this line going away? You know? I, I think they didn't, my own personal opinion and no shade on Harlequin, it wasn't marketed well, in my opinion. If you, if they had put some of those titles out on Kindle Unlimited, it would have blown up because yeah. people would have found it. The Kindle Unlimited readers would have found like one or you don't have to put all of them out there, but put a handful of them just like to sprinkle out there. And then people are like, Oh my God, these are really good. And then they can go ahead and pick up the rest of them. You know what I mean? That would have yeah, been I mean, genius. But one of the, one of the dare authors that I, I read is Katie Robert. She's huge mm -hmm. in our like group of friends that read a lot of KU and stuff. For That's her, right. like she has a fairy tale retelling series, I believe, like mm -hmm. that focuses on the villains. And I'm like, hey, she also writes for Harlequin Dare. <laughs> yep. Her books are fantastic. But yep. I mean, when you go on Amazon, like you have to do some digging, like they're way kind of in the back. Yes. And I'm like, yo, these books are good. Yep. Absolutely. So I think that I would like to see, okay. Now, this line specifically is from the 80s, but is gothic fiction not having a moment right now? I would like to. I would like some gothic romance to come back. And yes. Harlequin had their, their gothic line. They didn't put out that many books, but mm -hmm. I feel like it's having a moment. And yep. I would love like a Naima Simone gothic romance. Oh, <laughs> how good yes, would that be? That would be amazing i mean think Absolutely. of some of our favorite authors that are writing now right now i'm like thinking of some of the dare authors that i'm like make it gothic and sexy right? <laughs> i would be totally right? here for it <laughs> like even if they did like a mini series like an eight book gothic yes. mini, like it doesn't have to become a whole new line but just some give us something you know yeah see how well have they does. had any recent mini series not not just outside of no they they tend to stick with the lines i mean within the lines there are mini series but not outside of the lines yeah i would love that i mean even like you know with everything that's been going on all the self-isolation life we've been mm -hmm. living you know a lot of people turn to historical for an escape i've been reading a lot of paranormal for escape and i'm like yo yep. paranormal is having a moment right now <laughs> where's my paranormal mini series <laughs> that's right <laughs> where's the shivers and the shadows like <laughs> give me that's give right me a that's right <laughs> <laughs> so that's all of our questions it was fun yeah, it was, was fun, fun to like put our category spin on it <laughs> right right and i think our next episode is going to be what a little bit deep dive into the history of yeah. the category and yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun too. But we do have a lot of exciting things coming up on this podcast. A lot. Yeah, I'm excited. We have some fun author chats. I mean, yep. getting the chance to talk to some of these like giants that, you know, we consider like these amazing women writing for these lines. Like I'm just, 
so excited. And some of them write in like they write in multiple lines too. So Correct. like getting that experience, I I'm so excited. I'm oh yeah, this is I think it's good. like it's bigger than us. It's just giving you know he, getting the chance to hear them speak about these amazing oh, books. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. And I get to do it with you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So come hang out with us, you guys. This is our yes, first please. episode. So, you know, we're yep. working out the kinks. But seriously, we are two best friends who love reading and we love category romances. So, yep. you know, bear with us, hang out with us. And yep. yeah, we will talk with you in our next episode. Definitely. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.